2: And I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset.
0: We are 170 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today i'm johnny henson alongside the fan favorites somewhere between iconic and psychotic lord monty foster
2: lord foster how are you i was trying to think of something clever and smart to say but the only answer i've got is sweaty it's hot damn hot hot and wet it's okay if you're with a lady it's no good if you're in my shed yeah it's uh it's very warm here about 31 degrees here in the uk very nice
0: Yeah, it is. It is quite hot, uh, at least over here on the uh, on the mainland. I did get a a temperature chart of the entire country of Southern Ireland sent to me today by a friend of mine just outside of Dublin. And the hottest temperature they have is around 24 degrees Celsius. And I said, oh, I thought you were going to tell me it was hot or something. The Irish cannot handle the heat, can they?
2: No, 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 no. I mean, it takes them Uh, a few days to go red. They start off um, as translucent, then they go white, (laughs) then they go red and burn, then they peel, and then they are translucent with freckles.
0: I thought you were going to make the reference of the average British holiday maker that you find in the Algarve or in the Costa del Sol who is sitting at a pub all day, every day, watching the rugby or the football match, who is drunk off his chair... And beat red like a lobster
2: at the well, end of the you, you see, those those types of individual that frequent such holiday destinations are usually from Essex, and you know of, of, of a certain generation. But the younger generation are, are all completely covered in fake tan, so they they look you know orange, just like. Good old um Donald a lot of the time. Very orange people. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. The the weather's been really, really nice. Been doing a lot of cooking outside, using various barbecue uh methods. But yeah, it's nice to have a summer. I mean, these 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 temperatures are, you know, they're bearable. But the trouble with the United Kingdom is people don't have air conditioning so it's um it's okay when you're out and about or in a in a mall because we have those or or in the office where somebody else is paying for the air conditioning but um british homes don't tend to have air conditioning so yeah it can be a bit uncomfortable but that's enough about the weather how are you
0: I'm fine. I have two air conditioners. Thank you very much. I've got one in the upstairs, one in the downstairs, just in case, just in case. And I've only had to turn one of them on so far this year and only for a few hours because it got really hot. But I'm doing well. I'm I'm still kind of fuming because of uh, yesterday, what we talked about yesterday, but uh, that's a that's an eternal thing now, I'm afraid. Uh, that's that's just how it is. But uh, we were discussing a little bit in prep. And for those wondering why Bruce isn't here, we don't know. <laughs> he's just not here. <laughs> he just didn't come in. And that's OK. Uh, he probably um, probably has things that uh, that he's dealing with. But uh, that's all right. I do have a, a couple of things, not a whole lot, uh, I suppose, that uh, we can just kind of do what we normally do. We always tend to have good conversations.
2: It's It's not very often. It's just you and I. It is. It is quite no, a rarity. No, we 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 talk together on the phone a fair a fair amount, and, and as if by magic, a Bruce is about to appear, which is fantastic. So it saved us. It saved us, Johnny, from proof that you know you and I are boring, and uh, you know we've we've got Bruce here. To make things uh much lighter and and uh, more interesting, so and I, I'm, there's no sarcasm in that at all, I promise you. no, he will be joining us here in
0: just a few minutes he uh he just walked in the door, so he'll he'll be getting uh getting on comms here in just a minute. but uh, apparently, I guess I have to eat my own words now saying that we don't get to uh podcast with just the two of us very often. so uh, starting off, I suppose, right before I jump into whatever I've got, Bruce, how are you? It's good to see you.
3: Um, healthy and alive. Uh, uh, apologies for only just now walking in. Um, it's okay. We just started, so you're uh, well, right on that, time. That works out. That works out perfect. Because uh, so uh, long story short, I use my smartphone as an alarm clock, and I have two cats, and the two cats like to hide various electronics at, at times. Uh, so the phone ended up under the bed, and uh, I did not hear the alarm go off, and then I couldn't find the phone. So. Uh, That was my fault, but anyway. It's
0: okay. Good morning.
3: Yeah, so good morning. Yeah, I've been up for a whole, what? well, I've been up for 30 minutes because I have stuff I have to do around the house before I can sit down, but uh,
0: nonetheless. Well, if you want to go off and get yourself a breakfast sandwich, feel free. Don't let us interrupt or anything. Anyway, I thought we would roll into the events of the day. Marty, you said that you were going to unload with both barrels today because I unloaded with both barrels yesterday on, uh, on the things that frustrate
2: me. What's frustrating you this week? i watched the news while I was having dinner. Really? And you still watch yeah, the <laughs> I have to. I have to. I have to. It's, it's like, I don't know, I suppose it's like a defibrillator. You know, occasionally I calm down and become less psychotic. Well, so I need to watch the news to 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 ramp up my levels of psychosis. You probably won't be surprised to know that
0: uh, there was a headline that I saw today that said that uh, increased heat as well as exposure to electronic devices can cause heart failure. So expect that to, to be killing a lot of people across the UK this summer.
2: Yeah, yeah, they'll be they'll be dropping in the streets. I'm afraid. Like I say, 31 degrees Celsius today. It's yeah, highest, course. starting to cool off now. Um, but we've done the weather, you know. I... Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go, go back to the back to the mainstream media. Go ahead. Right today, the report was released uh, about Boris Johnson and the government's behaviour during COVID. And that is all I'm ever going to call it from now on, convid, absolute con, a complete scam. Yes, it's a real virus. Yes, some people did die from the virus itself. However, it was done intentionally and um, wasn't anywhere near as serious enough to require all of these restrictions. So the committee is sort of recommending punishments for Boris Johnson a 30-day suspension from the House of Parliament. Well, he was resigned uh, already. Exactly. So it amounts to a hill of beans, as I believe is the phrase you know in, in American parlance. It's absolutely pointless. But what it is doing is completely distracting the British news-watching, mainstream news-watching populace from seeing what's really going on. All the time they can be put in these transgender ridiculous arguments forward how we're gonna punish boris oh he's finally got his for having a few parties in in number 10 while the rest of the country were wearing masks social distancing and only seeing people in their bubble who gives a f**k seriously no one cares or no one should be caring about how they're going to punish him for those offences. I want to see him do jail time, but that's not going to happen. What's happening is another option for a quick face change. It's add one, change round, full speed. You've got, there's two or three of them at the moment that have just stepped back and resigned from their their role as an MP triggering by-elections. New people will be elected and those people will be bought and paid for Conservatives, Labour Party, Lib Dems. But if they're the mainstream parties, you can bet your bollocks that they are already got to. And all that's happening is some people are being allowed to get out of the limelight for a while. There's uh, another one. Uh, What's her name? Nadine... Doris or something like that. I can't remember her name exactly. But the reason she cited for resigning is because she was taken off the Prime Minister's honours list. She didn't get a life peerage and therefore a chance to be in the House of Lords. So she's resigning. She's a standing MP. You know, she's got constituents who voted for her and she's resigning because she didn't get a gong. It's pathetic. It's white noise that's all across the news, along with Boris's proposed punishments. And it's distracting uh, the populace from actually any real news. That's why I'm angry. I understand your anger. Uh, but I
0: basically voiced my, uh, my same uh, bout of anger yesterday when it came to the uh, indictment of Donald Trump, as it, and Bruce was uh, railing about it as well. As just how ridiculous this is and and how nonsensical it is in distracting people. But I don't want to get into that because I honestly, I think that's a that's a pointless issue. It's again, it's just designed to distract people uh, just like this is. But keeping to the topic, this was part of that report that was put out. Uh, this was submitted as uh, written evidence into the uh, uh, the official record as part of that report. It says I was redacted, of course. This is from an individual that was part of the uh, uh, the cabinet there, uh, which had the press Office, uh, press, SPAD office, and the vestibule connecting all three rooms together. The vestibule was a common area for meetings and gatherings, which had been a place for the me- for meeting. Or, excuse me, which had been a place of meeting well before I started in 2018. This is where the wine time Fridays took place. These were the parties that they had regular at Number 10. Now again, this is this is 2018. Okay, so this is and going forward into the start of COVID, these were calendared weekly events in our outlook diaries starting at 4 p.m. where press officers would gather on fridays to have drinks very customary in the uk in the u.s we would never do something like this during the pandemic number 10 despite setting the rules to the country were slow to enforce any rules in the building the press office wine time fridays continued throughout Social distancing was not enforced and mask wearing was not enforced. I once inquired to, again, redacted, in March of 2020, rather we should be wearing masks. This is when they already had the mandates and the social distancing and everything in. Rather, sh- we should be wearing masks and was told that the science advice was that there was no point and had very little effect on the spread of COVID. This was all part of the wider culture of not adhering to any rules. Number 10 was like an island oasis of normality. Operational notes were sent out from the security team to be mindful of the cameras outside the door, not to go out in groups, and to social distance. It was all a pantomime.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, I, You know, would you expect some people who actually know the truth to pretend behind closed doors in a su- supposedly secure building that social distancing and mask wearing were necessary of course i wouldn't i wouldn't expect them to do it because i know and we knew even back then that this was a contrived thing it it's a divisive thing to you know to to, to bring about the breakdown of society and enable them through other restrictions to completely bankrupt our economy Uh, through restrictions as well as buying a completely useless pretend vaccine and billions of pounds worth of PPE, billions of pounds worth of uh, people on furlough getting paid, you know, three quarters of their salary for sitting on their asses doing nothing. In the meantime, those that were still working, such as myself, were paying full tax. And, you know, we knew life was going on. We knew life should go on. They were divisive. They they were they were there to break down society, terrify people with the able help of mainstream media propaganda and shills like Doctor Shillery and Witty and who's the other one? I can't remember. That's how important Uh, Matt Hancock. Well, yeah, Hancock was a politician. Who was the the other chief advisor? Uh, Van Tam. Again, yeah, uh, he Sajid was... Javid. You're thinking Sajid Javid. No, no, he's another politician. I can't think of his name. He he got sacked in the end for the same things. Basically, he was having an affair. The one who yeah, was, yeah, it was Matt Hancock. No, man. Oh, oh, uh, of course, uh,
0: no. Uh, oh, hold on a second. No, 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 no. You're thinking. um You're thinking, uh, Mr. Armageddon, uh, Neil Ferguson.
2: Neil Ferguson. That was it. Yeah. So all these affairs, all these breaking of the rules. We as a populace. Not myself included were given to you know outraged indignation about the parties happening at number ten, and I just knew from that point as soon as these these um the you know the the leaks about it all started happening, I just had it confirmed to me that the whole thing is a scam because they knew those people with inside government those press officers they all knew what was really happening so yeah. Pretty incandescent. And it's making me a little bit apoplectic. I'm I'm, I'm having trouble getting my words out. It's, oh, I I'm get so it. angry I get about it. it.
0: No, I understand. You have every right to be angry and so does everybody else. Like you said, we all knew that this was going on behind closed doors. You know, I, I'm sitting there and I, I'm looking at all these these hypocritical pieces of, well, it's a family show. Uh <laughs> in the governments, in the bureaucracies, you know, the health department people. And I'm like, these people aren't following any of this stuff. They don't believe in any of this stuff. They're not taking these these vaccines, but they're telling you you have to do it. Why do you even listen to these people? That was my biggest argument from the start. I mean, from the very beginning, when these things were going on in number 10, which we all knew, but we didn't know for sure. I was saying then, why would you even listen to them? I'm not advocating for anarchy. I, I need to make that very clear. I'm saying that people have the ability to be responsible for themselves and their own actions. As in, we're not children. We don't need to be looked after. We don't need a government to act like a parent, is my point. And so, if you wanted all this stuff to stop, if you wanted all of it to not even begin in the first place, all you had to do was say, drop dead. I don't care. We're not closing our businesses. Send all the thugs you want We'll have people toss them out in the street. We'll crumple up your fines that you issue that are illegal, and we'll toss them in the garbage. We're not going to litter, of course. And you just don't respond to them. It's that simple. Because in the end, what do you think you'll own nothing and be happy about it means? In the end, they're going to get it all anyway. So what's the point? You might as well stand for something, is my point. I mean, but maybe that's just the uh, the filthy American in me. Maybe that's just the rebellious streak that we got from you guys. Maybe. Uh, no, no disrespect, yeah. but... Maybe it's that. I'm thinking a 2%
2: tax on tea, and we'll settle our differences in other ways. Yeah, I'm thinking that if anyone had asked me to come and be inside their business to repel any kind of goon that was trying to shut them down, I would have been happy to do so. But no, there's no fight in anyone anymore. It's been educated out. We've been so weakened. I mean, look at these these knife attacks in Nottingham just recently. yeah. Yeah, I did see that. We said this many, many years ago, decades ago, when a guy called Michael Ryan went on a gun rampage around a small town, that if just one more person had had a gun in that area, then several lives could have been saved. Likewise, in Nottingham, This guy managed to murder three people with knives. If just one more person who knew how to defend themselves had been present, then maybe one or possibly two less people might have died. But we have no fight anymore. People are getting weaker and weaker. Less courage. No moral fiber. They haven't got the grit to stand up and do what is right. And this is largely down to being fed stupid ideas, things that uh, you know, the, the term toxic masculinity. Yeah, what a joke you've heard it is. so yeah. many oh, times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what the f- what is wrong with being male? What is wrong with being an alpha male? You're there for a purpose. They're bloody glad of you when there's heavy shopping to carry in or when a car tire needs changing, or when some irritant needs a slap because he's forcing himself on you. They're quite happy for my kind of toxic masculinity then. But, you know, it's it's one of these phrases that slipped into use. I can't believe this. I got an email, and I can't say from whom, but it was sent to a lot of people. And it was um, talking about how wonderful it was to see all of the pride flags everywhere. And to be fair, I don't care who puts what into whom, as long as it's legal and consensual. However, because of the trans issue that's attached itself to the LGB part of it, people are getting tired of it. So when I think, is it called Cracker Barrel? In the Cracker states. Barrel,
0: Cracker Barrel is a restaurant chain in the states, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, and because they painted their chairs.
0: Oh, they didn't paint it, the rocking chairs. Okay, that's I all right. So. Just, just, just to be clear, those that are not in the U.S., we have these, these, um, the, these breakfast restaurants, or well, they're primarily for breakfast restaurants. Uh, I think they do more than that now, but they have these rocking chairs, the these handmade rocking chairs that line the front of their their restaurants. And you can you can sit on them and they're very comfortable. You can buy them even. And you're telling me that they painted them
2: the rainbow colors. Uh, apparently so. Um, oh wow. And the in, the individual who was sending this email, who outranks me considerably, was basically saying, "Isn't it shameful that right wing conservative groups are saying they are going to boycott Cracker Barrel?" And I'm like, "No, no, it isn't." And I was I was a nats knob away from replying. If I had have sent, press send, job over. My job would have been over. And this is the problem. We're, we've we got this insidious, constant stream of wokeism that is turning the human race into marshmallows. And, you know, if you want to identify as a marshmallow, I'm going to stick a stick in you and smalls the shit out of you. That's what I'm going to do.
0: Well, he is unloading with both barrels today, isn't he? He really is. Going back here before we get too far, because this, I mean, that this kind of plays into both things, right? Because this individual has been very supportive of this progressive agenda, as well as breaking the rules during the COVID-19 lockdowns. And that is... Uh, I believe you call this person—is it Jim, Jimmy Crikey or, or something like that? This is. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, this yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah. the former first minister of Scotland, uh, Nicola Sturgeon. She was arrested over the weekend. I'd like to get your considered and informed opinion on this this photo. She's op. ugly. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and short and irrelevant, and I don't know. You know, again, mainstream media is where I'm getting this from, but I saw an awful lot of um, reporters asking people in Scotland questions. And I don't think that the Scottish Nationalist Party are going to be in power or even remotely near a coalition um, as a result of this. People have just totally lost trust in Jeanette Cranky and, and her party. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, not
0: really, because I, I really couldn't stand her. She was quite something. Anyway, uh, moving right along here, I'm sure that you've heard the news about Mr. Soros.
2: Yes? Oh, you mean he's he's handed over his billions yeah. to his son, yeah? Yeah. He has officially yeah. passed the
0: torch to his son, Alexander Soros. He has acquired the $25 billion financial empire from dear old George.
2: Well, that that's, that's good in a way, because- Had I ever bumped into George Soros, I'd have felt a real coward when I knocked the shit out of him. But now with his son, who's younger than me, um, I feel that I'm entitled to to do what would be necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I hear you. He has said that he's going to be giving
0: generously to left wing causes now he's in this position.
2: Yeah. Like he wasn't doing that already.
0: Well, his dear old dad was, but uh, Alex was kind of we've seen his public profile be increased over the last few years. And we'd kind of suspected that something was up because when you start seeing him being pushed out there, then we thought, okay, maybe there's something wrong with George. And George has been given a a speech a time or two, and he didn't sound very good. And he started getting people and and events confused with each other. And his aides were coming up onto the stage and, and whispering in his ear. To correct him and so this really doesn't come as any surprise
2: uh no but you know this links into what we were talking about in prep uh and we were talking about sort of 1960s 1970s terrorists a little bit yeah they in the main were disaffected impoverished uh, or persecuted types but it's funny how, how the leaders were quite often well educated fairly rich And they just had a point to prove. Like, they were guilty about having money. So they'd start, basically, they want to rebel against their parents. They seem to always be the type who crave to live in a communist Marxist society, but have never actually experienced one or asked someone who has what it's like. Because if they had, they'd be told in no uncertain terms, "is terrible living in communism. And that's what they'd be told. And they'd, they'd, they'd have their eyes open. But no. So dickheads like Soros' son, what's his name again? Alexander. Or Alex. Alexander. Sure. Alex. Right. Yeah. Obviously named after probably Alexander the Great. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a right dodgy one who got married and then spent more time with his with his soldiers and his horse than he ever did with his wife and found every excuse he could have not to go back to Macedonia. Anyway, yeah, people like him, they've got a point to prove, and that point is, I may be very rich, but I'm going to be very generous. So he's hes not prepared to pick up a, a Kalashnikov uh, and and go and fight capitalism on the front lines. He's going to give lots of money to left-wing causes. Well, f- him. That's what I say.
0: And you know what? You would not be the first Englishman to uh, launch such a verbal attack against someone in America who is uh, in a position of so-called authority, right? A public figure. This next piece, I, I thought that I would play this for you. I'll play it again for Ned on, uh, on the exclusive on the weekend, but um, I thought that this would be pretty enjoyable for someone like you. This is an Englishman who has immigrated to the United States— and is sitting in front of a school board.
2: Yeah, I've seen the video. You and have? I'm mightily impressed. Yeah, yeah. I am Please too. play it listener's yeah. person. Yeah, purposes. I am too. This, this guy, this guy's great.
1: It seems to me that you think you can supersede the United States Constitution. I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear: who has the power? Mr. Campbell, it is not government I policy. You. I will do warn not you. warn me I will or do warn not do it this moment. My time. This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times v. Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country. This nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, Caustic and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials that's constitutional case law in this nation I don't have to be nice to you nobody behind me has to be nice to you If you don't like living in the United States of America then you can all move to Russia Cuba or China This is the first amendment my right to critique your fascism which is what this is is constitutionally protected. We've got the school board present saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Teresa Gibson with immediate effect. <laughs> and after you've terminated her employment i want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country we have a god-given constitutional right to critique you and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit and don't go looking around benito because this is the united states of america
2: Bear one was his was his real name benito and he added the Mussolini bit, or, oh, of or he was did. he really unfortunate enough to be called Benito Mussolini? I El think Ducci. he was just—I think he was just calling him that because that's how he was behaving. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What is it with your school boards? Well, I know what it is. We've said it time and time again. The whole education system has been subverted. But what I'm also painfully aware of is Bruce has joined us, but I don't think you've said a word yet, mate. Apart from how you are. What do you think of a Brit giving it what for to uh, a bunch of Americans? Well, uh, as as you've
3: um, mentioned before, our nation's founding was a bunch of Englishmen, so it's no surprise that another Englishman comes across the pond and um, kind of reinvigorates that which we have. One of the things I've said before: this nation, though we claim and have claimed for a long time that we're a nation of laws we aren't. Um, we're, we're a nation of political will. It is endearing, I guess would be the right word to see an Englishman come across and be even more American than most Americans that I'm I just the, the fact that he pulled out and he was well studied on it and had case law to slap them down with. I applaud because a lot of these, um, I'm I'm gonna pull out one of them. There's a YouTuber that became fairly popular. Uh, his name's Alex Stein. He's a very smart individual himself, and makes some videos that are mocking of uh, the left. But yet, that's what it is. It's a mockery. It's not a beatdown like what what just what we just listened to. I mean, that was a uh, legal beatdown, if you will, uh, w- with facts and and law.
2: Yeah, if you if you know what the facts are and you know what the law is, it would have been absolutely infuriating to have people on that school board try to shut him up because the very subject that he was speaking about is freedom of speech, is about robust debate of public issues, but I've grown in respect for people like George Washington, Paul Revere, uh, Jefferson. Who was the one with the spoon on a kite string? That was Benjamin Jefferson, Franklin. wasn't it? It was a key. Franklin. Franklin, Franklin sorry. Franklin. Key. Don't, for, yeah. don't forget no, about Mr. It was Paul, uh, Ru- Paul, Paul Revere it was did the Paul ride. Paul Revere yeah. with the spoons. He was the spoon man. He was a silversmith.
0: Yeah, and don't forget about uh, dear Mr. John Adams, who defended the British soldiers at the Boston Massacre case. Uh-huh. When no one else Well, would. yes,
2: all of them. I, I have grown in respect for all of them because if we look at all these other types of revolutionary, one man's revolutionary, another man's terrorist, as I said earlier, most of them have a left-wing Marxist ideology to follow. Whereas these guys, they didn't. All they wanted to do was get rid of a tyranny and then implement a free market economy. Which is um, all any of us actually want. We want a chance to become wealthy through our own hard work. If you're not born into it, you should be able to earn it, basically. That's a fair society. Whereas these left wing ideologies mean you will only just have just enough. No matter how hard you work, you will only have just enough. And human nature doesn't like those kind of conditions. So I've got. Glowing admiration, um, and this comes difficult, you know, as, as a dyed-in-the-wool Englishman to say this, but at least your Revolutionary War leaders brought about immediately a free market economy within the new country. And that's not what's happening at the moment. All those people who might be listening, because we, we sound fairly right-wing, don't we? You know, we, we don't like the left much at all, but we don't like the right either. Because at the moment, the right here in the UK, the Conservative Party, are full steam ahead, uh, dragging us towards the UN 17 Sustainable Development Goals and Agenda 2030. And that's what needs to stop, because that is the end for us as, as far as, you know, freedom, uh, the the right to earn a good living, the right to, to uh, succeed or fail, shall we say. Did you guys know that the the first 60 people i think it is are on the um the, the first experiment of universal credit
0: i did not know oh, not universal did... universal income the basic income yeah, yeah yeah i did see that there was an article i want to say it was out of the telegraph last week that said that they were going to start a
2: pilot program in the uk but they didn't say when or where uh no uh, all i've heard is that it has started and i've absolutely no doubt that the propaganda report will be that after so many months, they are much happier and they because they they don't have to go to work they can fill their time with whatever they want to do they've become more creative um they've got closer to their families they've they've had uh more interpersonal experiences uh and they've felt less stress because in the future you will own nothing and be happy that's that's a bunch of bs because all of the things all the
3: arguments that they made were exactly that that's the argument that was presented for uh, forward is that it's going to be great. They're going to be creative and it's going to spur innovation and all that. No, through the struggle is what it spurs innovation. Necessity
2: is the mother of uh, invention. Yeah, necessity is the mother of invention. And to really enjoy something, you have to have contrast. If you have to stick your nose to the grindstone for eight hours a day, you still get eight hours rest and eight hours sleep or eight hours play, eight hours sleep. By the way, that idea of the 24 hour split into three sections of eight, I believe came from Australia, but the rest of the world took a long time to catch up because a lot of people were still working 14 hour days, 16 hour days and getting home flaking out fast asleep only to get up and get back to work the next day. No one wants to live like that unless it's for a short period of time whilst you get fabulously wealthy. And if that works for you, then you've had that contrast. You've you've had the contrast of working your guts out and getting rich. Yeah, you've got that contrast. But if you've just sat on your ass and got paid enough to eat and pay your electric bill, that that's sense? not happiness. That's not no. life.
0: No, I, I see what you're saying uh, about all of that. And yeah, I the, like the, the worst possible thing that you can do to another human being is to give them stuff like that's the worst thing that you can do. We can see the results of what this give me, give me, give me stuff has done to the Western world. I mean, look, look at the dependency that we have now. Look at the decadence. A case in point, not just the UK. Any Western country, as far as I can see, I've I've looked at this in the Netherlands, I've looked at this in France, I've looked at this in Germany, I've looked at this in the UK and the US and Canada. Look at our daytime television. That is absolute garbage and decadence to the highest degree. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. We had programs like the Jeremy Kyle show here in the UK. Springer um, in America. He died, Springer by the Springer in America. Yeah, he was on TV in a rerun of, of of a comedy panel show the other night, because it, he he was born in the UK, actually yeah, yeah. in a in a tube station during the Blitz, and was it he was mayor of Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio? Yeah, he wrote a bad check yeah, to a yeah. prostitute, and that's what got him thrown out. All right,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just daytime. Yeah, that's that's a true story. Well, yeah, daytime it's, television is terrible. That,
2: it's that kind of decadence, but they parried it, parry. Harry Adit. Do you know what? I can't speak. Like I said, I'm getting that apoplectic. They made fun of it in a stage musical that I won tickets to go and see. That's another story, which I'll tell you another time. But I won tickets to go and see this stage show, and it was Jerry Springer, the opera. And basically it was, and this is the kind of decadence, it was the devil wanting to call out God like they do on the, on, on the Springer show for an apology for casting him out of heaven yeah and so you had all these different things turning up like you do in the in the springer shows or had including the klu klux klan tap dancing on stage but that was a stage show and a parody what we're getting on daytime television isn't a parody it's people actually talking about their crappy decadent low-life lives And that's why shows like Springer, I'm not saying it should be hidden, but it shouldn't be glorified. People are making up things just to get five minutes of fame on one of these shitty daytime shows. And it's pathetic. As we said earlier, we are becoming softer, weaker, less intelligent. And this is how they they are winning at the moment. And by they, I mean the bastards that are enforcing these agendas on us and trying to ruin Western economies and Western society. I think in in the modern era, at least, I mean, we can we can trace
0: this back a good number of decades, but I think just in the last three, right, to sum up. So to kind of piggyback on what I was saying yesterday about the, the fake collapse of the Soviet Union. One of the things that emerged from that was this track of what we're talking about now, and that is the decadence of society. They actually fomented something in uh, the communist bloc countries at the time as a tactic to use against us. It was called, let them shop till they drop. And it was literally that. We're going to turn them into consumers. That's what the deal with China was all about was we're going to give them a whole bunch of just useless crap to buy, and we'll just turn them into useless consumers. And that's what they did. It turned out to be a perfect deal. When the communist bloc collapsed, right? I'm doing the air quotes. When that collapsed, which we still have communist countries, or hasn't anybody noticed, it gave everybody here in the West exactly what they wanted. We built shopping malls, right? So we got all the consumerism we wanted. Which made the business owners and the uh, the, the so-called conservative wing, the the right wingers, the Republicans, the GOP in the U.S. Made them very happy, made the business owners very happy because they could build bigger institutions. It made the left happy because, well, we didn't need to spend all that money on defense anymore because there was no enemy, right? So we're going to put that towards big fat welfare programs. So we're going to spend all that money we would have spent on defense and building up our nuclear arsenals on that. So that's what we did. And in the meantime, the communist bloc countries that, quote, didn't exist anymore. They got what they wanted too, didn't they? They got us distracted. They got us unhealthy. They got us uneducated and disinterested in everything that they were doing. So
2: everybody won. Yeah. I mean, you're talking consumerism in the main about the new TV that you got to have with 5G or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's um, completely ridiculous. You've you've got got to have the latest phone with all the right apps and a a camera that can actually take x-rays. It's that good. You know... The cars, I spit at Teslas every time I see them. I literally push the window down in the car and spit out at Teslas every time I see one. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) plastic, it always used to be made in China was plastic. But there's a shop, uh, a chain of shops called Daiso. I don't know if you you have them in the States or in Germany. But they're basically, in, in the UAE, there were quite a few of them. And they were called five dirham shops, which is oh, yeah. the same you've as talk, a
0: pound Oh, yeah, 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 we've, or, got, or we've got the euro. Shop. Yeah, the euro shop, the dollar yeah. stores, the the pound shops. And,
2: yeah, and I've had it said to me that uh, there's stuff there that you don't even know you need yet until you see it, and it's all cheap plastic stuff. But there's all all kinds of things. Some of it is qu- are quite useful, but some of the more complicated bits of plastic crap that China has sold to us via a Japanese outlet have the most hilariously bad translated instructions on them. And I I wish I had, uh, you know, a handful here that I could read out. But as a form of entertainment, that's way better. Go and spend three or four pounds in in a day so and then go home and read out the instructions to each other don't watch daytime tv i did have one question about uh something that you had
0: mentioned last week when you were on we were talking about china last week and you had mentioned that you used to be watching or uh, standing watch up on the quarter deck when uh people would come on board ship and and do the little tour thing correct
2: yeah there was yeah. Uh, on the first day there was something like 15000 people wow queuing up to look around the upper deck of the ship they weren't allowed wow. the quarter deck is aft and below the main deck, um, but yeah, we had 15,000 people queuing up for a walk round, just the upper deck. so um, up to the folks, all down to the flight deck. Helicopter range, ranged on deck, the dummy missiles on the launcher, ships open to visitors. Yeah. So what was the question?
0: The question was, and thank you for that, that detailed uh, setup there. The question I had was, is that you had said that d- doing the best uh, workouts were these Chinese steel ball bearing things what are those called Oh yeah
2: they're, they're called bounding iron
0: balls bounding iron and, ball. okay i need to buy yeah. some of those because i want to try the you know the thing where you, you work on the tendons you know where you yeah. strengthen the arms
2: basically they're, they're two balls they're just slightly larger than a pair of snooker balls or billiard balls and um there's usually a chime inside so they're made of metal and as you move them around in your hand And and spin them the other way, and perhaps even a set in both hands. You're exercising all the tendons right the way up through the shoulder and even into the neck. Uh, And they are so. Yeah, I was sat on the quarter deck, need some of those. I think my bowing iron balls, my Chairman Mao, Red Star, Green Cap, and Tiger Balm under my nose to stop the smell of the antsy from getting up it. That's just terrible. That's absolutely terrible. We're going to go ahead
0: and end here, but uh, I, I'd like to uh, I'd like to play something. I played this for Bruce last night after we called it quits. And, you know, I asked you a question in prep, and this is, this is something that we talked on yesterday, and I said that we need to make the distinction on things. And I gave you the same scenario, albeit a little bit different with a UK-style spin. I said, if the French... Not saying that they would do this, but if the French came across the channel, made landfall and started kicking ass and taking names across the UK, given your position towards your elected officials in your government, which is pretty much the same as we feel about the elected officials in our government, you would fight for your country and say the hell with those people in Westminster, correct? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You've got to make a stand somewhere. If you don't stand for anything, you stand for nothing. you know you you've got to at some point draw that line in the sand or the mud or the gravel, and say enough's enough. And certainly, if the French came over, I know you're being hypothetical, but I would do everything in my power to stop them. I wouldn't do what everyone else seems to have done, where they've been invaded or had a civil war, which is get on a plane, a boat, or in a car and run away to another country. I would not be a refugee. I would not be an asylum seeker. Talking of bees, a very large one has just flown in. So um, if you see me flapping about erratically any moment now, it's not the French. It's a large bee.
0: I'll keep that in mind. Although... Vladimir Putin has been so gracious as to offer American-style villages for American conservative refugees to go to if things get too dicey here in our countries. Isn't that great? Isn't that yeah, awful hospitable yeah. of him?
2: <laughs> we've all we've mentioned it before, and we've all seen the Truman Show. Uh, I wouldn't want to live in one. Thanks very much. No, no,
0: not interested in that. Thanks for your supposed hospitality. But anyway, just to kind of reaffirm all of this, to make people aware that we're not alone in thinking this way. I'd like to play just this short clip. This is the United States Combat Veteran Motorcycle Association, and I'm just going to let this clip speak for itself. I let the, allegiance to the, flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That didn't look like half a dozen ragtag guys standing alone in a building to you did it, sir? Uh,
2: no, I'm just making a rough estimate there. It looked to be around about six to eight, thousand people stood in perfectly straight lines, not reading from uh, a card and not looking up at a screen but reciting by memory their oath, and uh, the oath of allegiance. And yeah, I've I've sworn to protect Her Majesty the Queen, her heirs and successors on two occasions, once when I joined the army and once when I joined the navy. And I'm mightily impressed that your guys actually remember that, but we only do it once. I think you swear allegiance to the flag um, almost on a daily basis in schools. We do.
0: We do. And you know used something? To. We used to. Yeah. Now it's now it's too controversial. They can drop dead with their too controversial, as far as I'm concerned.
2: But well, uh, toxic masculinity. Yeah, it's to-
0: toxic masculinity. Yeah. I really don't care. But that type of sentiment right there is one that I share and one that I will not compromise on and one that Bruce will not compromise on. And not trying to speak out of turn here, but one that you will not compromise on for your country.
2: No, you're you're right. Uh, And anyone who isn't a globalist elite billionaire should feel the same. However, we've got a long way to go. We need the loudest alarm clock we can possibly get our hands on to wake these salami... Uh, I'm just going to say sleepwalkers because solambulists is a really hard word to say. Yeah, to wake these sleepwalkers up, to shake them out of their stupor, their bovine, sheep-like, woolly-headed stupor, and start to see what's really happening. Yeah, I don't know where else I can go from there.
0: That's okay. We will go ahead and call this one done. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on today, Marty. I do apologize about all of the uh, the technical difficulties. Hopefully by next week, we will have those ironed out. We will see you next week, yes? Yeah.
2: Yes, you will. I'm going to have a week off soon. I'm going to go on my holidays, uh, my vacation to the Greek islands. And of course, I will be using cash because uh, for a start, you can't trust anything in that part of Europe when you're putting your credit card or debit card uh, into a machine and the other thing is it it allows the local businesses to keep some of their money rather than having it all squandered by their government. Indeed.
0: Alright my friend, we will go ahead and call this one done. That'll do it for us for today and for this week. I will be back with you tomorrow Bruce with Ned on the exclusive. I'd like to thank you gentlemen for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday.